Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. We are doing a coffee chat this morning. So grab your coffee, drink your coffee with me and slowly hear me get more caffeinated as the episode goes on. (laughs) Take a chug. I'm drinking my La Colombe cold brew that I have at home. I always get the yellow one and then the blue one if they are out of the yellow one at Whole Foods. And then I do the unsweetened almond milk from malt. And I put in my, how do you pronounce it? Agent Nator Holy Locks. Is that what it is? They're like really expensive $100 collagen powder that I splurged on that's been lasting me well over two months. I thought it was only going to last me a month. So I'm loving that. Put that in my coffee and some cinnamon. And we frothed it all up. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below what your morning coffee is because I think it says a lot about a person and I'm intrigued. Okay, let's dive right into in alignment and out of alignment. And then we're just going to do a coffee chat of like what's been on my mind lately and just chat with you guys, relate on our struggles, our strengths, all the things. And let's start with in and out of alignment. So what's in alignment for me, I would say is I've been very proud of myself, even though we're only on like officially week three. But Ever since I started like my weekly training for the half marathon, Grace, who was on this podcast, Grace Lee, she came on the podcast, convinced me to do a half marathon. So now I think she feels responsible for helping me get through it. So she's been helping me literally every two weeks. She will send me my next two weeks for training and she will link out each day to a Nike run club run. Like she is incredible. And I, ever since I've had like that exact schedule because when I was kind of making it for myself and it was not as close to the marathon, now we're like two months away, half marathon. Whoa. We're not as close. Now we're close to it, but we weren't as close to it before. So I would kind of just like, I was making my own schedule. And if I wanted to switch things around or, you know, tell myself I didn't need to do it today, I'll do it tomorrow or whatever I would. But now that we're two weeks out and Grace sends me an actual schedule, sometimes I'll switch some days just because like, oh, I don't have as much time this morning, whatever. But I hit everything. And even on the days where I don't want to run, like I was hungover. I have to do my long runs on Saturdays and my rest days on Sundays. And I was hungover the other week on a Saturday and I still did my long run. So I have been very proud of myself for just being consistent and committed. And another thing other than just being like hungover is I've been choosing running over other opportunities, which we'll kind of get into in the meat of this episode, but I'm going to give you my example. So this past weekend, it's been fashion week in New York and it's kind of been contributing into my feeling like a little lost in the sauce, which we'll, we'll talk about an out of alignment, but I was invited to an event at the Plaza hotel with Isaac boots for a workout with a workout brand. And that as I'm saying it, I'm like, fuck, I really should have gone. And that was something that was a really big deal for me to be invited to as a small fitness creator in New York City. Like he is Lisa Renna's trainer. Like he, he, Isaac Boots is a kind of a big deal in the fitness scene. 
and the Plaza Hotel New York Fashion Week. Like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, I really should have fucking gone. So I'm kind of having a really big pit in my stomach. But what happened was, and I had just done that Tracy Anderson review, and I really should have capitalized on it and reviewed Isaac Boots. So I'm going to try to reach out and, like, make that connection a little stronger. But see, I'm I'm in my luteal phase, and I'm feeling really bad about not giving 100% to anything, which we'll talk about in this episode. So I'm having a pit in my stomach as we talk about this. So let's just get through it to the positive of it, which was I had to figure out it really was going to mean I can't do my long run because I knew that I couldn't even push my long run to Sunday because I had one of my best friends engagement party Saturday night and I was going to be hungover. We were not doing a long run Sunday. So I literally had no choice in my mind because of the strength of my commitment to this half marathon of this is the only day I can do my long run. I can't go to this event. So And I told myself, you know, this is just two months of my life for the half marathon training. Like, we're going to commit to it. So I decided there was honestly no way and I'm not going to go. And so the positives of this is I'm really proud of myself that I've stayed because that's really unlike me. Like normally I would for sure choose something like that over a commitment I made to myself. And especially when it comes to fitness goals, I'd be like, okay, fuck that. I'm not going to the gym. I'm going to this other thing. But I've never done something like this in my life where you really have to be committed to a training schedule to do an event like this. Like I've never done a race in my life. I've never done anything like this. So I'm really trying to, you know, the point of doing this is to prove to myself that I can do it. So I'm staying committed and I'm proud of myself because I don't think I've ever been like this in my life. But the point is I'm trying to prove to myself that I can stick to a commitment, that I can beat my fitness goals and do something I said I would never do or never be able to do physically. So I'm committed and it's two more months to go and that's what we're doing. So I'm proud of myself, even though I just gave myself a pit. All right, chug a coffee. All right. So what's out of alignment, which I'll just touch on briefly because we're kind of going to talk about this in a grander level for the rest of the episode because it's just kind of a chat of where my head's at lately and if anyone can relate to it. So I've just been feeling a little lost in the sauce with like, I want to say my career, but not really like my full-time job, my side hustles. I feel like I'm not really able to give anything in my life 100% right now other than my full-time job. I work 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I think I've been so committed to half marathon training that it just feels like everything else it's like, what could it, you have to accept at a certain point that you're not going to give 100% to everything when you are so multi-passionate like me. And it can feel a little disheartening, I guess. Like I'm committed to half marathon training. I'm committed to my career and my full-time job. And it's not really the kind of job where I can like slack off one day and do some of my own work. It's a really creative job and it's a deadline-driven job. And I have to really be like increasing output all the time when it comes to video creation. So it's not really a position where I just have, you know, an HR job or something that I don't care about that I'm like, oh, you know, I'll take an hour out of the day to do my own work. It's not like that. So I really have to squeeze it in before or after work. And for a while there, I was sacrificing my fitness to get some of this other work done. But because I'm half marathon training and I got to get my runs in in the morning, I'm actually recording this in the morning. But you know, it's hard to squeeze it all in. And so it feels like I'm not able to give anything 100% other than 
my job and kind of half marathon training, even that, I feel like I'm not stretching enough and all these little things, but I am getting the runs in. So we will, we will take that. We will get more into this throughout the episode. So let's just breathe in what's in alignment for us this week and breathe out what's out of alignment for us this week. All right. So I want to start this with a product recommendation because it's a book that I read an excerpt last night that really helped me kind of get through a little bit of what's out of alignment. And I'm curious if it'll help any of you. So it's called Big Magic. When I first signed on to Dear Media, I had a call with Lauren Bostick and it was like an intro call. And I was like, I don't want to waste your time. This is a 10 minute call. Can I please ask you a few questions? And my last question was like, I love content creation. Oh my God. I don't know if you heard that honking, but welcome to New York. What book would you have me read for like a creative career? And she suggested Big Magic. It's Creative Living Beyond Fear is kind of the subtitle to it. And I've been reading it on Kindle. I'm 40% of the way through. And something that really stuck with me as someone who's, I'm not fully entrepreneurial, obviously, because I'm not really, you know, I didn't really start a business. I have my, you could, you could argue I am and you could argue I'm not, but whatever. So something that a lot, a tip that I hear a lot of the time is make sure that your business is helping someone or like Gabby Bernstein in her manifestation books has always said, make sure it's like what you're manifesting is in the service of others. And that's always been in the back of my head. And I think sometimes it can lead to a lack in authenticity because you're trying to twist what you're doing into helping someone else. And then it's kind of like, you're not being fully yourself and whatnot. And I never really thought about that fully before. I have had the thought of like, can't you just, you know, like to do something because it's fun. Like these fashion girls that love posting their outfits and making outfits. Like, yes, their content is valuable to others and they're inspiring others and helping others with like finding the cheaper alternatives to, you know, this skirt or whatever. But at the end of the day, I do actually agree with this excerpt in this book that I read last night. And I feel like it kind of gave me permission to just simply live in the creative and not worry about who you're serving. And I think that it'll actually end up helping more people in the end if you just do something because you love it. So I'm going to find where I highlighted this section real quick. Okay. So the author of this book, Big Magic, which is kind of a creative self-helpy, self-guided book, if you will, like it's nonfiction, but she is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. So she is very much a creative And I'm just going to read the parts that I highlighted, so it might not flow all together, but you'll get the gist. If I'd sat down to eat, (laughs) to eat, if I'd sat down to write Eat, Pray, Love with the sole aim of helping others, I would have produced an entirely different book. I might have even produced a book that was insufferably unreadable. My point is that I wrote that book for my own purposes, and maybe that's why it felt genuine and ultimately even helpful to many readers. You are not required to save the world with your creativity. Your art not only doesn't have to be original, it also doesn't have to be important. Please don't try to help me. It's very kind of you to want to help people, but please don't make it your sole creative motive because you will feel the weight of your heavy intention and it will put a strain upon our souls. I would so much rather you wrote a book in order to entertain yourself than to help me. Or if your subject matter is darker and more serious, I would prefer that you made your art in order to save yourself or to relieve yourself of some great psychic burden rather than to save or relieve us. Consider this very book, for example. Big Magic is obviously a self-help guide, right? But with all due respect and affection, I did not write this book for you. I wrote it for me. 
I wrote this book for my own pleasure because I truly enjoy thinking about the subject of creativity. I have a friend who's a nun who has spent her entire life working to help the homeless of Philadelphia. She is something close to a living saint. And you know why her charitable outreach is so effective? Because she likes doing it. Because it's enjoyable for her. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Everyone can sense her genuine enjoyment behind the mission, which is ultimately why her presence is so healing. It's okay if your work is fun for you. It's also okay if your work is healing for you or fascinating for you or redemptive for you. Or if it's maybe just a hobby that keeps you from going crazy. It's even okay if your work is totally frivolous. That's allowed. It's all allowed. Your own reasons to create are reason enough. Merely by pursuing what you love, you may inadvertently end up helping us plenty. There is no love which does not become help. Do whatever brings you to life then. Follow your own fascinations, obsessions, and compulsions. Trust them. Create whatever causes a revolution in your heart. The rest of it will take care of itself. So I don't know about you, but that is the first time I've ever read something that's just saying create simply to create and you will create magic and stop trying to have this deeper sense of purpose and why behind everything that you do because that can ultimately put a strain on your creativity. And that kind of set me free in that realm of creativity and creation and just permission to create for fun or for your own healing or just for you and not feeling this pressure to always create for other people. So that personally set me free because for me, when it comes to content creation, I'm curious if anyone feels the same way, even in your own industry, I always am very strategic. I've let go of a lot of this over the last year, like a literally the last year because I've been at my full-time job a year and I remember having a full-time job kind of set this pressure I put on myself free in social media and kept it as like a side hustle and like a fun creative expression, but it definitely creeps back sometimes. I was always very strategic and you know, I would have these creative brainstorms with myself that felt creative, but it was a lot of let's see what's doing well in the space. Let's see what's doing well in my niche. How are they starting their videos? And just like getting really strategic and technical. And although I think that's a great thing to do, like research the space, understand why people, you know, grow on social media and all that. Sometimes I think the biggest thing that I gain from listening to other creators that have, you know, blown up or whatever is like they were just being themselves and they were truly authentic. And sometimes as someone who's a hard worker and strategic, without even realizing it, I can lack the authenticity, which is hard to admit, but it's like I'm being so strategic that or I'm trying to help a certain person or whatever it is that like I'm not just living in like my full authentic spirit, which is harder to do than you would think. And I think I live really authentically on YouTube because it's like, just follow me along for the day. And I'm, you know, you're with me the whole day and I'm like laughing at myself and all that. But like TikTok specifically, it is an art to create a video that that's quick and snippy and short. And like sometimes it can just feel a little less authentic because you're trying to be strategic on this short form platform for me at least. But that kind of gave me the permission to be a little less strategic. And it's something I'm always working on, which might sound really silly because I think a lot of people would more so work on like being more strategic about their, their content creation and less frivolous and whatever. But I have to actively work to be more playful and myself on social, which is like really weird and a hard, like cringy thing to admit. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I think I've gotten a million times better at it and I'm definitely like way more myself because I've been doing this for so long, but it's something I have to actively think about and that kind of gave me the permission to realize, which I always have known, is that if you're just fully yourself and creative, like the authenticity will shine through and it will attract other people. But sometimes it's hard when you're trying to squeeze in the content and thinking about a content calendar and strategy and, oh, I haven't posted in a week. I better force something now. It can be, you know, just a little less authentic. So I haven't posted on TikTok in like a week because I have been a little more just like leaning into my intuitive and creative side over the past year and I don't force content. With that being said, because I'm in my luteal phase right now, which I'm telling you guys, this happens to me all the time when I'm getting my period. I start doubting myself. I start getting down on myself about content creation. I start comparing myself more than I do any other time of the month. Like truly, I'm mostly really confident. But then when it comes to my luteal phase, all of a sudden I'm comparing myself to people in each area. And I think where I kind of struggle sometimes is it feels like I don't belong in any one community. And I think that that's a total positive and that's great. And that means that I'm just myself and I'm my own little category. But let me just explain what I mean. So you could take it for clubs or groups of people in the city, or you could take it for literally like niches on TikTok. But let's just, for example, like running. I'm, I started my own little beginners run club, but I feel like I'm not a beginner anymore. But I also feel like I don't really fit in going to these more advanced run clubs because I'm kind of just somewhere in the middle. And then with like influencers, I because I feel like I haven't really been prioritizing like going to events and stuff. And I don't really get to go to all the events because of my full-time job. I've gotten invited to less and less because I don't show face at them because they're always during my full-time job. And maybe I can get better at kind of being flexible with my hours and saying, Hey, I have something at 10. I'm going to work later tonight, but then it sacrifices my sleep. So I don't like doing that either, but maybe I could get better at being more vocal about that. Hey, I have something in the middle of the day. I'm going to work later instead, and I'm sure it would be fine. So that is something I could get better at. But because I don't really attend a lot of the events anymore, like I was so – it honestly makes me upset because I was so in the weeds with the wellness community and going to all these events and being with all the influencers and stuff before my full-time job, before I even had like 5,000 followers on TikTok because I was available. And now that I have almost 25,000 followers on TikTok – I don't go to anything. And I it's because I have I say you say no enough times I can't make it and they know, you know, oh, she has a full-time job, she's not coming. So 
that plus just feeling like I don't really have a group of friends anymore in that influencer space. I don't really go to all these events. I don't, I don't know. And it's like, I'm not really on run talk, but I'm also not really on beauty or it's just, I feel like I don't really fit anywhere, which is something I definitely think I could use to my advantage and just be my own person for sure. But you know, you see pictures of all these people running together. You see pictures of all these people going to like a beauty influencer event together in the city. I'm just kind of like, where do I fit? And I think I really felt a place when I was hustling, doing a bunch of part-time jobs, figuring it out. But I think my identity has kind of gotten wrapped up in my full-time job because it's all consuming and everything else kind of falls to the wayside, I think, because I took on this half marathon training, to be honest, and because I don't really have time to go to these events. But I'm having a revelation as I'm sitting here that maybe I can more than I realize and maybe I can kind of be a little more flexible with my hours and those days work a little later or something like that. But it just is, I don't know, it's really hard and I'm comparing myself to myself to people in all those niches right now. So I get really inspired while I'm making my own podcast reels because I'm like, I these do so well. I could really just, what I do all day long in my full-time job is promote their podcast on social media. So it's so easy and like quick for me to do it for myself, but I don't really have the time. So when I do sit down to do it, I try to batch a bunch of videos, but I, it just, I'm not able to do it all day, every day, where if I was only doing a podcast, I wasn't training for half marathon. I wasn't doing YouTube. I wasn't doing TikTok. You better, you bet your ass my tick, my podcast would be promoted like a million times more. So that's like the podcast. And then there's TikTok. I haven't posted in like a week because I don't want to force anything. And I've just felt a little paralyzed. Like I'm watching all these other creators that are just so good at TikTok. And I go in my rhythms where I feel like, wow, I'm really good at this. But then when I start comparing myself, it kind of paralyzes me. And I'm like, I can't create content out of this place of comparison. So I'm just going to take a minute. So I'm kind of taking like a step back for a second. Not like this big break or anything, but just like while I feel this comparison and like I'm going to try to compete with other people on this platform and I don't feel like it's organically naturally coming to me, the content ideas, and I'm just comparing myself, I'm not going to create out of a space of that. So I'm not really going to create at this second. So same with YouTube. It's like, oh my God, it's so much work, but it's my favorite platform. And I want, I know if I just dedicated my full self to just YouTube, I could be well surpassed 10,000 by now. But I'm vlogging and then I haven't sent footage to my editor for a vlog that I've already filmed a week ago just because I I think this idea of in every area, the podcast, the TikTok, the whatever, I felt a little paralyzed. And I'm curious if anyone relates to that where like you're so stressed or overwhelmed or self-doubtful about something that you just kind of freeze and can't do any of it. And it's like, I mean, it, it, I used to feel this way at school. It was like when I had so many tests at once or like so much homework at once, it was like I would just feel paralyzed and not do any of it. And that is just something I'm curious if anyone relates to that. I just all of a sudden got overwhelmed by the idea of all this content that I make and just froze. And it is a really crazy, weird experience because I'm like, Jen, you love doing this. It's usually autopilot for you. And like I will forever wish that I just kind of picked a lane. I think I love – TikTok, YouTube, and podcasting too much to just sacrifice one. 
And if there was going to be one, it would be TikTok. But TikTok is my biggest platform and the most rewarding where you actually like can grow more quickly. And I don't know. I didn't mean for this to be a whole vent sesh on social media, but it's just I, I will always wish that I just had one thing, right? Like I loved running and became a run talker and that was it. Or I love TikTok. I only post on TikTok and then like maybe I ended up dabbling in podcast or YouTube, but doing all three, I'm out of my mind. I only started the podcast because it was during lockdown season. There was nothing else to do, but then I fell in love with it. So now I'm in love with multiple platforms and it's too much and it sucks because it's like, I feel like I can't give hundred percent to anything when I really want to give hundred percent to all of them because I love them all so much. So that's where I'm at right now. And I am curious if anyone can relate it all to it. I do really see myself though, which kind of gets me through this space is I see myself one day when I'm a mom or when I move to the suburbs or whatever, not being in corporate America, I see myself going back into YouTubing, you know, home renovations and things like that while being really, just being really active on social media and making way more money doing it. Cause you know, this is hopefully like five years down the line. Like I see myself having all this in my future. So I'm trying to just like go slow and steady with the gradual growth and be okay with it. But it's really hard when you compare yourself and just knowing like, Jen, you could pop off on TikTok if you just were more like that person. And like that is an awful luteal face space to be in. So I don't always feel this way, but it's kind of just hitting harder right now and I'm not quite sure why. So trying just not to create out of this space and that's kind of why I took a break. But it's like, I don't want to always take freaking breaks. TikTok is fine. TikTok, no one realizes. But then you look at these people who are posting three to five times a day and they're so consistent. They have such an engaged community. And you're like, how the hell do you do that? Like, how do you share your entire life on a platform that only rewards really quick snippety content? I'll never understand. But that's their art. My art is long form podcast and YouTube and hosting. And that is okay. I'm just feeling like I want to loosen up and be, I don't know, like I've been trying to like show my outfits more and my makeup more on TikTok because like that's a huge part of who I am is like when I go out, I love putting outfits together, doing my makeup. And there's so many lifestyle creators that are doing that. But then like, I'm like, I don't really feel like being on it right now and filming, doing my makeup because I filmed and vlogged all day. It's just... I don't know. This is getting a little complaining, but I am just curious if anyone can relate to just feeling like you don't fit into one box, one platform, one community in your city. And I think it's a really unique, special place to be. But it's also like if you're someone multi-passionate like me, it can feel a little frustrating that you're not just 100% for one thing. Because if you're 100% for one thing, if you took my confidence dedication, work ethic, and put it all on one platform or one thing, like just running or whatever it was, I would be the best of the fucking best. So it gets a little frustrating sometimes because you're like, you're spreading your work ethic so thin that you're not 100% in anything, but it also makes me happy. I wish that I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. We are stopping every platform, every hobby, except this one. And I think for a long time I was just doing YouTube, but it wasn't it didn't quite hit for me. Like I, during lockdown, before my podcast, before TikTok existed, all I was doing was YouTube. I was doing 30 day fitness challenges. Like I was filming myself with really legit intentional content and it didn't, 
necessarily pop off. So that can kind of knock your confidence over time, but I like to think of it as kind of like redirection and guidance from the universe and all those spiritual woo things. And I, it's hard when you compare yourself to people who pop off and it's like, this is something really niche, but sometimes I get insecure that like my boyfriend's friends, everyone dates an influencer at this point. Like everyone is an influencer at this point. And it's like, I, my boyfriend is so doesn't know anything about this space and like doesn't know how many followers is a lot or whatever. So when he does see like, he'll be like, oh, so-and-so just started dating this influencer. She has so many followers. Whoa. And it's like, I feel like all these people are just popping off overnight. And like, I, everyone who knows me knows I work my fucking ass off for this. And it's so slow and steady and gradual that I know in my heart and my spirituality that it's all meant to happen this way for me. But sometimes you kind of see other people looking at you and you think maybe they're comparing me to all these people who blow up, blow up and they're thinking, why can't she do that? And that is, again, luteal phase comparison, self-doubt gen talking. And I know that all this isn't real, but sometimes you just got to let it out. And I'm just so curious if anyone can relate to this, even if it's in their industry, self-doubt in any area, even if it's like, I feel like all of my friends have boyfriends and I date, you know, I go on a million hinge dates a week and it's not happening for me and all like it could, this can hold true for literally any area of your life. And I'm just curious if anyone can relate to it. So what are our action steps? For me, it's create from more of a place of, which I've been doing all year, creativity and fun and joy and not put too much pressure on it. But also maybe we do need like a little, maybe after the half marathon, I'm going to need to sit down and be like, okay, that was taking up a lot of my brain power. How can we recommit to like doing content before work? And I don't know, maybe, maybe it just will take till after half marathon training, but I'm just trying to, for now, share my life for fun on TikTok and YouTube, like I've been doing. And if anything comes from it, great. And if not, one day I'll get, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm proud of myself. I've still stayed consistent with everything. And I think there's a lot to be said for that as well. So I love you all. I hope that this helped someone feel a little less alone today. And if you have any tips, please DM me, send them my way. Put this on your Instagram story. If it helped you, if I mean, maybe it didn't help you, but if you felt less alone, send it to a friend who might relate to it. And please leave me a a review if you haven't yet. And let's do one last coffee talk for the day. I'm going to go on my three-mile recovery run. And I love you all so much. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So, You never have to go a day without Dare to Self-Care. 